Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Others wives slash girlfriends one of four Karen by one lucky fellow. It was the late 60s, the height of free love and sexual adventure. Well, at least for some, not for me. I was an 18-year-old virgin, finishing my first year of college, without ever having a real date. Yes, I attended proms, dances, and even a movie or two with a girl, but it was always a girl that was a friend of a friend or a school chum of one of my sisters. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have has any dates. My social development was hindered by two events in my life. My parents moved about the same time I finished grade school, 8th grade, leaving my childhood friends, meaning girls, behind, and I attended a private boys' high school. We now lived in a very rural area without any close-by girls my age. My school commute was cumbersome, at least two buses, and I was heavily engaged in school activities so didn't socialize much at our new home. My first year of college wasn't much better. My choice of major, engineering, meant that I had virtually zero chance of meeting any girls in classes. I attended a local major university, so I lived at home. I worked part-time at a hardware store after school and during the summer between high school and college, so I really didn't have much of a chance to meet girls. As soon as college classes ended in late April, I quit the hardware store and got a job working at a restaurant as a short order cook. I bought my first car for $75. An old Ford that was well cared for without a whole lot of miles. I needed more hours than the 12 to 20 or so a week I was getting at the hardware store. The restaurant was a local chain with a medium-sized dining room and car hops. A few of the waitresses and car hops were girls about my age but either had steady boyfriends or were not at all interested in my feeble attempts to charm them into a date. A couple of weeks after I started working, Karen was hired. Karen was cute, about 5 feet 2 inches with short strawberry blonde hair, maybe 130 hashtag. Although she was a bit chunky, she was shapely and very cute. She did have a little extra, but it was all in the right places with a perfect heart-shaped ass and full, 34C breasts. Unfortunately, Karen had a steady boyfriend. In fact, she described the relationship as, engaged, without a ring yet. Her boyfriend was a high school dropout that was working construction off and on. He was tall, maybe 6 feet 5 inches, and skinny leading to his nickname. Stretch. According to Karen, they planned to marry in a year or so as soon as he secured a steady job. Karen and I hit it off almost immediately. Maybe the fact that I knew she was totally off-limits made it easier for me to talk to her. During slow times Karen would hang around my grill station. We'd talk about everything, school, parents, the newest records, well you get the idea. I guess this was the first time since I was in grade school that I had a friend, even casual, that was a girl. Karen was a high school senior, graduating in a few weeks. She had no plans beyond high school other than to work some, get married and have kids. She was an only child, living at home with her parents. She turned 18 in March. One day in early May, Karen walked with me into the back of the restaurant in a very somber mood. It was obvious that she had been crying. I didn't pry thought she'd tell me what was wrong if she really wanted me to know. One of the older car hops, Debbie, asked her what was wrong. Karen said, Stretch's brother-in-law got him a great job on a framing crew for a builder on a major housing development. The only problem is it's in a neighboring state, about 250 miles away. His long work weeks, six days minimum, and long hours meant that we won't see much of each other over the summer. I noticed that all the time Karen was talking to Debbie. Her mom had sat out in the car outside the door with the engine running. It seemed Karen had a more serious problem and needed to talk to the manager. 
she said. Don, you heard what I said about stretch. I have a problem getting to and from work. My dad works swing shift, Monday through Friday, from 3 to 11.30 and mom works from head of 4 p.m. to midnight. I don't drive yet, so I'm at the mercy of my parents' availability to drop me off and pick me up. With my boyfriend gone I don't have a ride between about 3.30 p.m. and midnight on weekdays. In fact, I'm supposed to work the afternoon shift today, from 11 to 7 o'clock and don't have a ride home. If you can't change my shift, I'll have to quit. The manager wasn't happy. Although it was a Monday, the weather was nice for the first time in several days and he expected improved business. He was already short of car hops. Losing one more would really hurt. Don asked me, What time do you get off? I think you live in the same area as Karen, right? Although I didn't know it at the time, I drove right past the road Karen lived on during my commute. I responded, I think so, I'm just starting my shift, working the lunch-slash-dinner shift, 11 to 7.30. Can you give Karen a ride after work? He asked. I looked at Karen and said, Is that okay with you? Karen smiling responded, Great, I'll pay you for gas if you can give me a ride when we work the same shift. After my shift ended, I went to the locker room, took a hot shower, and changed into my street clothes. I went out to my car and hung out waiting for Karen. She came out about ten minutes later, carrying a brown paper bag. She too had changed from her uniform into a short, shirt-style dress. After we left the parking lot, Karen asked, Are you in a hurry to get home? No. I answered. I don't have anywhere tonight. What do you have in mind? She said. I really don't want to go straight home to an empty house and wondered if you'd like to go to the lake and feed the ducks. She had bread and bun scraps in the bag she carried. I said sure. As I said, I don't have any plans, and with school out, no studying to do. With Karen providing directions, we headed out on a short drive into the country. When we reached the lake, Karen showed me a dirt road that went through the woods around to the backside picnic area of the lake. We got out, wandering around talking while throwing bread scraps to the ducks. As we walked, Karen said, I don't know how to thank you. If it wasn't for giving me rides, I would have had to quit, and I'd never get my license, since I have to pay my share of the insurance. She turned towards me and gave me a quick kiss on the cheek. I told her, No problem, it really wasn't out of my way to drop her off, and I'd be glad to do so anytime we work together. We walked back and just sat in the car for a while talking. After a while, Karen said, I need to get going, Stretch is supposed to call around 10 o'clock. I gave Karen a ride twice more that week, on Tuesday and Thursday. Both days we worked the late shift, and went straight home. We talked and joked during the drives. Karen remarked that her neighbor asked if she had a new boyfriend, and we laughed at that. Secretly I thought. I wish. Friday night I worked until 7 o'clock, Karen was off. I quickly showered after my shift and walked across the lot to my car. Imagine my surprise when I saw Karen standing by my car. She said, We were at the mall, and I decided to come by and see if you were doing anything tonight. My friend is waiting across the lot if I need a ride. I said, Dave, coworker, and I had talked about going to see the latest Bond double feature at the drive-in, but his dad called and asked him to come right home. Karen said, I haven't been to the movies in a long time and really wanted to see the new Bond movie. With my heart in my mouth, I asked, Are you sure that going to the drive-in with me is going to be okay with Stretch? She said, Stretch knows you're giving me rides from work and he's okay if we hang out together. I didn't question that statement. After all, this was my first date that I managed to get on my own. I went back in and called my folks, telling them I was going to the drive-in with a friend to see the Bond movies and wouldn't be home before midnight. On the ride over, she said, Don't get the wrong idea, I like being with you, but I have a boyfriend, and this is just two friends going to the drive-in, not a date. Well, there went my dream that I finally landed a date on my own. Looking at the bright side, I was at the drive-in with a cute girl, even if she was someone else's girl. We sat in the front seat watching the first movie. Karen was all the way over on her side of the car. At the intermission, we went to the concession stand, Karen headed to the ladies' room, and I bought popcorn and sodas. When we returned to the car, Karen said, Do you have a girlfriend? No. I answered. Have you ever had a steady girlfriend? I was embarrassed and responded. Not really. Karen slid over the front seat to sit right beside me. It was an awkward moment for me. I wasn't sure what to do next. I turned to Karen and said, 
I really enjoyed being with you. You're cute, fun, and bright. She then reached over and kissed me, this time a kiss on the lips. I may have been slow, but I wasn't stupid. I put my arms around her and kissed her back. After a few minutes of kissing, she scooted over and sat on my lap. As we kissed, my hands wandered over her back and sides then to her hips. She stiffened somewhat as I slipped my hands around her ass and gently messaged her ass cheeks. After a while, I moved my right hand off her ass and moved it to her legs. I slowly slid up to her thighs, moving my hand under her short dress between her legs. At that point, Karen sat up straight, moving my hand from under her dress. She said, Remember, I have a boyfriend. I think we just need to watch the movie. Karen stayed on my lap as we watched the second film. We frequently kissed and my hands wandered over her body, paying particular attention to her hips and thighs. Any attempt to move my hand under her dress was met with her gently pushing my hand away. The movie ended and Karen shifted back over off my lap. She said, I really enjoyed being with you, but I need to get home. My folks will be home. I didn't have a chance to tell them we were going to the drive-in. The next time we worked together was Monday. I worked until 7.30. Karen worked until 8 o'clock. I showered and changed and waited for Karen. Again, she carried a bag of bread scraps to feed the ducks and off we went to the lake. The parking lot was empty. We got out of the car and walked for a few minutes, pausing every couple of feet to kiss. Karen quickly fed the ducks and headed back to the car. Karen mentioned we'd be more comfortable in the back seat no steering wheel in the way. I slid in first, Karen climbed onto my lap. Karen seemed to be the aggressor, thrusting her tongue into my mouth while we kissed. My hands went back to their wandering, moving up Karen's legs to her thighs. This time she didn't stop me, and I moved my hand all the way to her panty-covered pussy. Karen kept her legs tight together, so the best I could do was stroke her outer lips of her cunt with the tips of my fingers. With my left hand, I carefully undid one button at a time on her shirt dress, eventually pulling it open. I then moved my left hand to her breast, slowly messaging it through her bra. After a few minutes, I attempted to reach behind her to unfasten her bra, but she moved my hand away and we continued to kiss. I then managed to get my left hand below the cup of her bra and slowly slid it up uncovering that beautiful tit. Both hands were now busy as I continued to stroke her thighs with my right while kneading her breast with my left. My tongue wandered from her soft mouth down to her uncovered tit. As I tongued the nipple, Karen gave out a low moan and held my head to her. Suddenly, Karen sat straight up. I thought that was the end my fun. Instead, she surprised me, slipping her dress and bra all the way off, playfully saying, You tricked pushing my bra up. I'm uncovered anyway and don't want to get my dress wrinkled. You behave here? As she settled back onto my lap, she was nearly nude with only a pair of cotton panties on. We returned to kissing. However, Karen kept her thighs locked together, preventing me from sliding her panties off or getting a finger into her cunt. After we settled back into our routine, Karen's kisses took on a new urgency. I decided to try a different tact, and I slowly pushed her backwards onto a prone position while still under her. After she was lying down, I slipped out from under her. Before she could object, I pulled her panties down her thighs and off her. There she was in front of me, nude, legs splayed out exposing her cunt to my hands and eyes. I immediately began to play with her cunt with my right hand. Although I had zero experience prior to this, I guess Mother Nature gave me an assist. I slowly played with her clit, rubbing it with my fingers. After a few minutes of this, I inserted one, then two fingers into her cunt while using my thumb to continue to play with her clit. I figured I must have been doing something right, as Karen's moans increased in intensity as I played with her. Karen suddenly stiffened and I felt the warm moisture flow from her cunt. I thought she might have come, but with my lack of experience, I wasn't sure. My heart was beating a mile a minute. I was finally going to get laid. This was the moment of truth. I moved away and quickly removed my pants, shirt, and underwear. I reached over the front seat and secured a pack of rubbers from the glove compartment. As I fumbled with the foil wrap and attempted to slide the rubber on, Karen started to sit up. We need to slow down. You tricked me once again pushing me back on the seat and got me hot and bothered by playing with my pussy. I'm sorry I let things get this far and I can't do this. The only previous time I've gone this far was with Stretch. I was babysitting for his sister. He came over and we ended up having sex. We agreed that they would not let it happen again until we get married. I can't cheat on Stretch. I figured that if I wasn't careful, I'd screw up any chance of getting Karen then, or maybe ever. 
My first thought was to try to make her feel bad. Call her a tease, mention blue balls, all those adolescent tricks boys try on a girl when she says no. Putting my arm around her, I said, I understand, we won't do anything you don't want to do. We sat there, side by side, just holding each other. When she didn't make any moves to break away or try to put any of her clothes back on, I figured I was still in the game. While we talked, I slowly stroked her bare arms and legs. I gently kissed her cheek then nuzzled her neck. After a few minutes, I moved in front of her and began to kiss her. It was a tight fit there in the back seat trying to maneuver into a comfortable position. Fortunately, the older cars have a roomy back seat and as I mentioned I'm short and skinny. At first, she kissed back but kept her lips tight together. I also continued to stroke her arms and legs slowly. She seemed to relax and allowed my tongue to invade her mouth. I moved my hand first down to her breast then to her legs, eventually back to her pussy. While sitting in front of me, she spread her legs, letting me get two fingers back into her. Oh, that feels so good, and it's been a long time. She said. After a few minutes she closed her eyes and slid down onto her back on the seat. I figured this was my chance, so I rolled the rubber down on my cock. I moved over her, rubbing her body slowly. She then spread her legs apart and reached up for me. My heart was in my mouth as I moved into position over her. I made a couple of stabs trying to get into her, missing. Karen reached between us and inserted my dick in her. The moment was intense. She felt so hot and tight, I thought I'd blow my load immediately. I slowly fucked her, trying so hard not to come quickly. It was no use. The extensive foreplay and the fact that it was my first time doomed any chance I had to hold out long. I thought my head would come off as I blew my load into the rubber. I must have had a dozen spurts. I totally filled the rubber. Then I remembered Karen. I'm sorry for coming so fast. I said. Laughingly, she said. I understand. The first time Stretch and I made love, he came immediately after entering me. It was a whole lot better the second time. So here I was, in the back seat of my car, just made love a girl who was engaged to be engaged. I felt kind of smug, but knew I wanted more. I peeled off the rubber, used tissue to clean up and tossed it all in the bag that Karen had brought for the bread. I then settled back next to Karen, gently holding her while kissing her. She snuggled back against me, saying I was very loving and sweet. I again lowered her on her back on the seat and moved my head between her thighs. I slowly reached out with my tongue and flicked her clit. This was a first for me, and, as I found out later, a first for Karen. I wanted to give her as much pleasure as she had given me a few minutes ago. My tongue explored her cunt, delving into the folds and back to her clit. I moved my right hand down to her cunt, using it along with my tongue to play with her clit. I don't think I would have done this if I hadn't worn a rubber when we fucked. I kept this up until she came again. I think I enjoyed eating her at least as much as she did. After she came, she pulled me up along her body until she could kiss me. My dick was hard again, but I didn't have a second rubber. Sorry, I don't have another rubber. I said. That's okay, it's not my fertile time and I'd like to do more. She said. I entered her a lot easier this time. The sensation was even better than the first time nothing between my dick and the soft lining of her cunt. I stroked slowly in and out. She raised her legs up pulling me in even deeper. While fucking her, I reached out and gently palmed her right breast. She seemed to like that, increasing her moaning. I felt her stiffening and paused so she could relax after her climax. I then increased the speed and depth of my thrusts and flicked my tongue over one nipple than the other. Now things were really heating up. My thrusts were hard and rapid. Karen seemed to be going crazy, rolling her head side to side and matching my thrusts with her own pelvic thrusts. I think Karen came again. She pulled me tight against her and spoke. Come in me now. I spurted into her, not as much as I left in the rubber but still a healthy amount. We both just collapsed. I enjoyed this, but this has to be a one-time thing. Karen said. I'll cherish this moment forever. Thank you for the wonderful experience of loving you. I tentatively asked, this wasn't your second time, was it? You're so sexy and lovable I'll bet Stretch wasn't satisfied with just once. I responded. Karen then said. I didn't quite tell you the full story. Stretch and I were having sex regularly for a few weeks. What I described earlier was the last time we were together, right before Stretch left for his new job. We kind of agreed to stop after Stretch's sister Melissa and husband Dave caught us in bed at their apartment. We were in their bed, and they weren't happy with us.
It was the first time we had sex in a bed, so I was wearing a sexy nightgown. She then looked up at me and said, I had sex with someone other than Stretch. The night that we were caught by Melissa and Dave, I stayed over at their apartment, sleeping on a day bed in the tiny office slash third bedroom. I awoke when I felt my nightgown being lifted above my breasts. I thought it was Stretch. I realized it was Dave as he climbed on me. He started kissing me and played with my breasts. I was excited about the situation, knowing that Melissa was in the bedroom next door and Stretch was sleeping on the couch in the living room, but I told him to stop and leave. Dave played with me. His fingers made me come. I tried to push him off, but he then moved up, straddling my chest and slid his dick into my mouth. I didn't like it, especially since Dave forced me to do it. He screwed my mouth like it was my pussy, coming hard. I thought I was going to choke to death. Dave wasn't finished. He kept his cock in my mouth until he hardened and then pulled out and shoved it hard into my pussy and fucked me. He didn't use a rubber. First time I ever had a bare dick in me. I'm sorry to say I came during his assault. He then said it was my fault since I had let him see my breasts and pussy earlier. He warned me that he would tell Stretch that I had come on to him if I told anyone about what we did. She then said, L told Melissa what happened, despite Dave's threat. Melissa admitted that she woke up during the night and had heard us but didn't want to confront Dave. Melissa admitted that she woke Dave up early the next morning and fucked. She was so hot from the night before listening to us. I just cried at that point. Dave had orally and vaginally raped me, and Melissa knew but didn't do anything to stop it. After that night, I'm careful never to be alone with Dave and haven't stayed over after babysitting. I know it wasn't right, but her story turned me on, and I think Karen was turned on too. I pushed her back onto her back and I entered her once more. We fucked furiously for at least 15 minutes, she felt loose and very wet. She came, and I soon followed. As we both dressed, I couldn't help but watch Karen and touch her every few minutes nothing vulgar, brush of an arm, leg, or cheek. I gave her a kiss on the cheek. When she finished dressing, she turned towards me and gave me a deep kiss, saying, We should go now. It's getting late. I reluctantly agreed. We got to Karen's house about 10 p.m. She asked, Would you like a Coke? Thanks. I responded. We went through the back door into the basement. Like many homes in the area, Karen's house was a small, three-bedroom bungalow with a semi-finished basement. Karen got a bottle of pop from the refrigerator, poured out two glasses and sat next to me on the couch. After finishing my drink, I started to stand up to leave and Karen stood also. I said goodnight and leaned towards her to give her a kiss. Karen moved her arms around my neck, and we kissed. It was a long, deep kiss. We both sank back onto the couch and kissed some more. Again, I was able to get her dress open and her bra up off her breasts. After several minutes of kissing and playing with her breasts, I was able to finish removing her clothes and quickly removed mine. We made love once more on the couch. It was now after eleven o'clock. Karen said, My folks will be home soon, you'll need to leave. Remember, this is a one-time thing. Please don't tell anyone, I'm afraid it might get back to stretch. I responded. No one will hear a word of this from me. I dressed and left. When I got home both my parents were still up. My dad asked if I was still off the next day, because if I was, my older brother needed a favor. Chuck was my half-brother from my dad's first marriage. He was an insurance agent, but also had a car dealer's license in his wife's name. He used the license to buy cars at auction, fix them up and sell them. I had helped him on numerous occasions. Chuck needed me to take some papers to the motor vehicle office in the state capitol. It was about a three-hour ride. I needed to meet him at his office at 7 o'clock the next morning. He'd pay my expenses plus $20 for lunch and my time. Considering that I only made $1.50 per hour, at the restaurant, $20 for about 7 hours was good money. I ran my errand for Chuck got to his house at 5 p.m. with the papers and stayed and had dinner. I worked the next day, Wednesday, from 5 p.m. to close, 1 a.m., and so did Karen. At work Karen was almost unfriendly. I thought she probably regretted our love making from Monday, or maybe she didn't want anyone there to suspect we had anything going between us. The dinner rush ended about 8 o'clock. I took my dinner break in the employee lounge. Karen came in a few minutes later. We were alone but she ignored me. Is everything okay? I asked. She said. I guess I was just a trophy to you. I was flabbergasted. Of course not. I replied. What's wrong? 
she said. I thought you would have called me yesterday, maybe we could have gone out. I was off too. I explained about the errand I ran for my brother, mentioning that the only time I could have called would have been very early, and I didn't want to wake a sleeping household and upset her parents. I said I called as soon as I got back to my brother's house at five o'clock but there was no answer. Karen then said, When you didn't call by three o'clock, I went to the mall with my cousin and a friend. She smiled at me for the first time that day, accepting my explanation. Can you give me a ride home? She asked. I knew her mom or dad could pick her up, so her asking for a ride was a way of saying she wanted to see me again. After work I showered, changed, and went to the car. Karen was waiting for me. I hope you don't mind, but I need to go straight home. My parents want me to come straight home on late nights. We drove in silence. I figured Karen meant what she said Monday that this was a one-time thing only. We got to her house. I pulled into the driveway. Karen quickly hopped out of the car. Just before she closed the door she leaned in and said, Wait here, I'll be back in a minute. Now I was confused. True to her word, Karen came out of the house and walked to my side of the car. She said, Come with me, my parents are already in bed. We went in the back door, and she pulled me to the couch. This time she wasted no time at all undressing. I quickly followed her lead. My heart was pounding, after all her parents were in the bedroom right above us. She laid back with her legs spread and reached for me. I climbed between her legs and moved my face to her pussy. I thrust my tongue into her pussy while my fingers were sawing in and out of her cunt. She was lowly moaning, trying to keep quiet so as not to wake her parents. She pulled me up on her, moved her hand between us, and pulled my dick into her pussy. Again, we fucked without using a rubber. Looking back, I realized that I was very naive and trusting for her to know what needed to be done for birth control. We seemed to move together perfectly, even coming together like long-time lovers. Our love-making wasn't nearly as intense as Monday night but what it lacked in intensity it made up in excitement from the fear of being caught. I asked, What about your statement that this was a one-time thing? She responded, After you left, I was still hot and did nothing except think about the next time I could see you and make love. Over the next several weeks we had sex nearly every day. If we had a day off together during the week, we'd fuck in her bed while her parents worked. At work things stayed the same. We talked as usual, never letting on how close our relationship had grown. Since the boss knew she couldn't work a weekday early shift without someone to give her a ride, he'd ensure I was on the same early shift if he did have to schedule her during her no-ride-available period. I usually drove her home if we worked together, even if it was the late shift. Despite all this, no one at work seemed to catch on. The two older car hops, Betty, and Debbie warned me that Karen was just using me for free transportation and to go places while her boyfriend was gone. We didn't just have sex. Frequently we'd go to the movies, bowling, etc. I wasn't saving as much money as I hoped spending more than I should entertaining Karen. A few times while out Karen would remark about needing a new pair of shorts, a top, whatever, and I'd end up buying it for her. Not all our encounters were in her bed, downstairs couch, or car. I guess we pushed the envelope on risking getting caught. Twice we fucked in the local park. I carried a soft pad in the trunk. We found a spot in the park off the trails that had an indent in the ground that shielded us from being seen from the walking paths. Both times there we didn't fully undress and our lovemaking was hurried and intense. The risk of exposure made it that much more exciting. We would lay there with me on top. Her dress pulled up to her waist, and my dick pushed in her through the leg opening of her panties. Once, I think an older guy must have seen us since as we walked to the parking lot with picnic basket and pad in hand, he gave me a thumbs up. During all this time, Karen seemed to be sending mixed signals. She would get jealous if I talked to any other girls at work. While she wouldn't say anything at the time, as soon as we were alone in the car, she'd read me the riot act and threaten to cut me off if I ever talked to that girl again. In the same breath, she'd go on and on about when Stretch was coming home and how much she missed him. I was falling for her, but I was sure the feeling wasn't mutual. The other car hops, primarily Betty and Debbie, would tell me things that Karen would say, somewhat derogatory, about me. I used to rationalize she did that because she didn't want them to know how close we really were. Karen's parents had agreed to allow her to get her license if she paid for her own car insurance. So, I'd take her out to practice and then for her exam. She got her license about four months after we first started going out. By then, I was back in school and was working fewer hours. My times with Karen also were reduced.
It seemed we only saw each other one or two days a week and either Friday or Saturday after work. I remember one weekday night. We worked an evening shift together. Karen still didn't have her license, so I needed to drive her home. I had been catching heat from my folks for coming home late on school nights and promised I wouldn't be late anymore. I took Karen straight home. She invited me in. We went to our favorite couch. We started kissing and I slowly undressed her. I ate her out until she came and then undressed. I went to put on a rubber, and she stopped me, saying it wasn't her fertile time and she wanted to feel me inside her. After we finished screwing, I noticed the time, after ten o'clock and said I really needed to go. Karen started kissing me and stroking my cock. She then moved down and took my cock into her mouth. It was the first time she'd ever done that. In fact, she never even licked my cock although she loved receiving oral sex. She licked and sucked. Does that feel good? It was all good. She kept it up for quite a while. We had maneuvered around to where I was laying on the couch while she blew me. She then got on me, inserting my dick into her pussy. This was the first time we had sex with her on top and I loved it. I played with her tits as she moved back and forth. I reached down between us and played with her clit as we fucked. We were so wrapped up in what we were doing that we didn't hear when her dad came home. I just blew my load into Karen when the stairway door opened and the light came on. Her dad said, Are you down there, Karen? Yes, dad. We're sharing a Coke and talking. She answered. He had to know I was there also. My car was parked in front. By this time, it was late. I knew my folks would be furious. I was oh so right. My folks were mad as hell. I made some lame excuse about car trouble, but the looks on their faces made it clear they didn't believe me. My dad made it clear that if I continued to live in his house, I'd follow the rules which included no later than 10 o'clock on a night before school. When I told Karen about the 10 o'clock rule, she seemed to take it as a challenge. She would try every trick in the book all the way to a blow job to try to keep me from leaving. Most nights, I did get home in time. A few times I missed by a few minutes, but never stayed out as late as I did the first time Karen blew me. One Sunday night after we had gone out to a movie and parked afterwards where we made love, I took her home. It was around 9.30. Her folks were at home. I parked in the driveway right below the kitchen window and said I needed to get home. I had school the next morning. While I was giving Karen a kiss goodnight, she reached for my cock and began to rub it through my pants. She lay back against the front door, pulling me on top of her. She was fumbling with my zipper finally drawing it down. She fished my hardening cock out with her right hand, pulled her panties aside with her left, and pulled me into her. So, there we fucked on the front seat, fully dressed, in full view of the kitchen window. We both came, I sat up and Karen immediately took me into her mouth. After she got me hard, she pulled her skirt above her waist and removed her panties. We again fucked on the front seat. It was now after ten o'clock and I was late. I was also exhausted. We had fucked three times that night, all without using a rubber. As we lay there in the afterglow, the outside light blinked off and on it was a signal from Karen's folks that she needed to come into the house. I looked out and up from the passenger window and could see someone standing in the kitchen by the window. I wasn't sure if it was her mom or dad. The one thing I didn't know was whoever it was. They could see right into the car and couldn't have helped but seen us. Then it happened. It was the next weekend, and we were at the lake making out. We were lying on the ground on a blanket and foam pad I carried for just this purpose. I'm late, Karen said. Late? I asked. Yes, I missed my period. I'm usually regular and I'm a few days overdue. I just froze. I didn't know what to say. I thought back to all the times we fucked without protection and realized we had taken too many chances. She said. I love stretch and we planned on marrying soon but I can't do that if I'm carrying your child. Abortion is out of the question. I'm not going to some butcher. I was madly in love, lust, with her and said. I'll marry you if that's what you want. She wrapped her arms around me and said. Yes. She then started to undress and said. We need to celebrate. We started with me eating her until she came then we fucked. It was hard and fast. As we laid there kissing basking in the afterglow, I began feeling her up. She stroked me until I was hard and climbed on top of me. She laid all the way down on me and slowly moved back and forth, getting the maximum rubbing of her clit against my hardened dick. I reached around her and found her tiny rosebud of her ass. We had never done anything anal before. I slowly worked my index finger into her ass, 
All the time she began to move faster and faster on me. I inserted a second finger, stretching her asshole. She came hard, collapsing on top of me. I was still hard. After a few seconds, she got off me and lay back down on the ground. She raised her legs up as I moved over her. I rubbed my dick on her cunt opening wetting it from her juices and stroked in her a few times. She always enjoyed this, usually coming from the action of stroking my dick against her vulva, as she did this time. I moved my dick to her ass opening, and slowly began to push. Her eyes flew wide open. She said, Wait, you're at the wrong hole. I just smiled and pushed harder. Her sphincter was tight. I could barely get the head of my dick past it. She had tears in her eyes but didn't say anything or attempt to stop my assault on her ass. Once the head of my dick got through the opening it was much easier to push in. She was incredibly tight. I was buried about halfway in when I began to slowly stroke back and forth. Karen began to moan loudly. I wasn't sure if she if that was from pain or pleasure. Looking back, it probably was a little of both. I continued to fuck her ass for at least five minutes. Karen came hard. When she did it sent me over the top and I came too. I gently pulled out of her and pulled her up into a sitting position. She had tears in her eyes. She said, It did hurt but the feeling was incredible, especially when I felt you come in me after I came, and I immediately came again. That's the first time I've had that happen. I think that's the strongest climax I ever had. I know I'm going to be sore back there and I'm not anxious to repeat it but glad I did it once. The next day, Sunday, we both worked early the 11 to 7.30 shift. I was in a very somber mood. I knew I'd have to quit school if we got married and wasn't too keen about that. I also knew my folks would be furious. They knew I was seeing Karen. They also knew, thanks to my older sister, that Karen had a steady boyfriend. They thought she didn't have any regard for my welfare or my attendance in college and was just using me. I also think they thought she was a slut. They had to notice the smell of sex in the car and knew I kept a blanket and foam pad in the trunk. I had picked Karen up to take her to work. All the way there she was happy and talking up a storm. During our break, she said, Instead of going bowling after work, can we go to the lake? We have a lot to talk about. I figured the discussion was about wedding plans. I hadn't told my folks yet. I knew that wouldn't go over well. I knew from previous discussions Karen would want a church wedding with bridesmaids, etc., meaning groomsmen, tucks, etc. for me. It was going to be expensive and disruptive. They were planning my older sister's wedding for the next month. I knew they couldn't afford another, even if it was just a groom's share. We rode quietly to the lake. Fortunately, the parking lot was empty. Karen was all over me when we got there, she didn't even go through the pretext of feeding the ducks. She had been rubbing my dick through my pants during the ride over, as soon as I parked, she pulled my pants and underwear off. She took me in her mouth all the while running her hands up and down my chest and legs. She really worked me up. I'm getting close. I warned her. You need to pull back. She just wrapped her hands around the back of my ass pulled my dick into her mouth further. I exploded deep into her mouth. That was the first time. The feeling was incredible. I lay back trying to catch my breath. I then reached for her, unbuttoning, and removing her dress. As I started to remove her panties, she caught my wrist and held it. I then noticed she was wearing a pad. She smiled and said, My friend paid me a visit this morning. We're not pregnant. But if you want, we can still get married. What about Stretch? I asked. You know I love him and think I may love you too. I said. I think I love you, but finishing school is paramount for me and I'm not ready for marriage. She said. It's settled, baby, and wedding will have to wait. I felt very relieved after I got home that night. For the first time in a long time, I began to question my priorities. Over the last few months, fucking Karen had been my number one priority. School was a distant second, family and friends fell onto the list after that. My grades had slipped. Except for a couple of high school chums that were in a few of my classes, I hadn't had any time for friends. My brother quit asking for my help on cars he was fixing up to sell and my sister was usually the one to take my mom to and from work. I also thought back to our relationship. It seemed the whole thing was built on sex. Karen could be a bit of a shrew. She was frequently mean-spirited and bad-mouthed most of her friends. I knew from the other car hops that she frequently bad-mouthed me to them. I thought I loved her, but I wasn't sure I liked her. Later that night Karen called. She said, Stretch is back home. 
He was laid off and is looking for work locally. I think it would be best if we didn't see each other for the next few days. I agree. I know you told Stretch about us dating, but he's back now and may not be cool with that. I spoke. We didn't see each other that week, not even at work. Karen had taken a few days off from work, then quit. She called and said, I'm working at the mall at a department store. I don't want to car hop as the weather changes. Later that week, I called and asked if she wanted to go out. She suggested Wednesday after she got off. Stretch would be working until late. We went to the movies and then ate. She said she had to get home early. When we got there, she turned and gave me a quick kiss and quickly exited, entering the house without ever looking back. I knew then that we were finished as a couple. Except for the day I spent with Karen, her future sister-in-law and friend a few days later, we didn't go out together after that. I will describe that day in my next story. Our relationship had ended, not with a bang like it began, but with more of a whimper. A few weeks later, Stretch was waiting for me in the parking lot when I got off work. He was with a couple of friends. He called me over to his car. I approached warily. He said, Get in and take a ride with us. You don't have to worry. I'm not going to do anything to you. We rode for a few minutes in silence. Then he asked, What time did you keep Karen out last night? She had apparently gotten in so late that she missed work this morning, and it's not the first time. I said, I hadn't been out with Karen in a few weeks. We're no longer seeing each other. He looked relieved but confused and asked, If you weren't with her then who was? Karen told me from the beginning when I left that our engagement was off while I was away and you two were dating. It was just a platonic relationship, so you would give her rides to and from work. She said you would do anything she asked or buy her anything she wanted. She said she teased you mercilessly. It was very sobering to hear this from him. But I wasn't about to tell him our relationship was anything but platonic. Karen called me that night bitching that I told Stretch that I wasn't with her, and now he suspected she had a new boyfriend. He said it was all my fault that Stretch issued her an ultimatum that she either break it off with the new guy or they were through. I guess Stretch never considered me as a long-term threat to his relationship but wasn't sure about the new boyfriend. Several months later, I heard that she and Stretch did get married, and she had a baby about seven months after that. I always wondered if the baby was Stretch's or was from her other boyfriend. All I know is that it wasn't mine and I ducked a bullet. I didn't see or hear from Karen for over thirty years after that day. That meeting is the subject of a later story. The story is continued in the next part.